Welcome to another week of It's Just My Thoughts, and I'm your host, Mika Reeves. And today, I have a special episode for all the fathers, and I have a friend of the show back, Jamonte. Say hey. Good morning, guys. Uh, happy Father's Day to all the fellas out there, and some of the mothers. We appreciate you, too. Yes, 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 yes. So what have we been up to? Um, this morning, we got up and we did a Father's Day 5K, which was really nice. Uh, the one thing I do love about Charlotte is that they have a lot of little small races like that. We should have done the Mother's Day one for Tracy. Um, next year, we'll probably do that. Yeah. And so yeah. when we saw the Father's Day race, I was like, it was nice. And it was nice to see all the dads out there with their kids and stuff. So I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was good. It was it was a good uh, scenic route. Um, we ran through the Greenway of Ballantyne. Um, if you're from the Charlotte, North Carolina area, you definitely know that that's a nice area. Um, so the Greenway is very well kept and it was very scenic because I was beat. And if it wasn't for uh, the scenery, I probably would have stopped uh, running and just walked the rest of the way. No, you did good. It was pretty, though. Um, I probably will revisit that over there at some point. It's just so far from the house, but it was really nice. Um, so other than that, uh, what have you been up to? Being a father, you know, that's been that's been me for the past 11 months. I can't say I've done anything else except that because we'll get which we'll get into, obviously. But that's like a whole job within itself. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that I've had to get accustomed to doing every day and setting some things on the sidelines. So it's just trying to find that balance. And uh, it's been working well, but, you know, the first few months I was ready to pull all of all of my hair out. <laughs> and, you know, I think you get into a rhythm where you find the balance. But honestly, I think it, as they get older, it just evolves and then evolves mm-hmm. and then evolves. Mm-hmm. And it's always a new balance, a new balance. Like we're, you know, this we're empty nesters over here and we yeah. still have to find balance, you right. know, because it's now it's yeah. a different stressor it's something else going on and it's a different reality. And so then you have to have balance with that. It's just right. always something new, you know, relearning, adjusting. I think that's parenting to be completely honest with you. It's fact. I, that's actually just life, man, because there's no such thing as, being stagnant mm-hmm. as a human being because the world is always evolving so you're, you're going to always have to be learning something new or adjusting to something that's changing in the economy so that's just the way it is balance yep. you have to find balance yep yep and if you're stagnant that's not a good thing anyway right okay well yeah i haven't been up to anything um just trying to be um, we were just talking about just just being consistent working on the show and honestly, I've still just been working on just getting back into myself. So that's been kind of like the priority. Um, mm-hmm. So let's just roll into the mantra of the day. And then we're going to skip over the deep dive. And we're just going to have a discussion about all about parenting. Let's do it. So today's mantra is, I am grateful that the light of love is awakening now in the hearts and minds of all fathers, grandfathers, and all men. I love that one because I think so many, so many times, you know, um, you hear, which is sad to say, you hear a lot of negative in regards to men and, you know, even when it comes down to like parenting and things like that. And so, you know, I think it's important to give all the fathers, the amazing fathers, their flowers. You know, I had an amazing dad that I think about all the time and, um, you know, because you're just as important as the moms. And a lot of times people don't always acknowledge that. So, 
that's why I wanted to have this episode. And I wanted you to come on just, just to, you know, talk a little bit and also just give a different side of uh, what we usually get on this show and just the male perspective. And I always love getting the male perspective and just how you feel as a dad, because sometimes, you know, we're always focused on the mom, right? But you guys are important. So let's just roll into the thought of the week and we'll just start our conversation. So for the thought of the week today, we're going to talk about Jamonte's journey into parenting. Um, as you know, my niece Ari is 11 months. In two weeks, she's going to be one. So I thought it was appropriate this year to bring him on and talk about the first year inside of this journey. Um, so let me ask you to start off. What? I kind of know the answer, but you know, you and my Trace have been dating for a really long time. I think, what, 16 years now? Yeah, 16. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so uh, you guys have been, you know, just each other for so long. And what made you guys finally come to the decision that you are ready now to have a kid? Uh, Grief. For me, um, you know, we, I decided, well, before that, we kind of decided as a couple that we were really didn't want children. Um, That was something that we were just, um it was it was stamped it was it was solidified in our books and we were okay with that um because we were a couple of just like to get up and go and be on our own didn't really have any have anything like children tie us down all of our friends uh, our college friends and our high school friends and our childhood friends they they had children at an early age 18 19 20 and we seen how how difficult it was for them to navigate throughout life that early and we were just able to get up and go. And we was like, man, we don't want to be tied down like that, especially if we have kids like in our 30s. Uh, but then my my brother died in 2018, which I've talked about on the show several times. And it just changed my perspective on life. And it, it was a little different because, you know, I've experienced, de- you know, death before in the family. My grandmother died. My grandfather's died. My aunts, my uncles. Um, but this one, it, it hit different because he was only 23 at the time. And then it was domestic violence. So it's just like, man, like, you know, I kind of looked at it as love because he was in love. Love is what got him killed. So it's just like, man, you know, do I want to really live this, live in this, this, this world and then just, just die without, you know, leaving something behind. And that's what my brother did. You know, he had a daughter or whatever, and we don't really get to see her like that as often, but, it's always a joy to know that when I see her and she's growing, you know, I can see the light in him. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's how it came about. Yeah. I understand that. And I think some, I think I always say that, you know, babies are a blessing, you know, from God um, in general, when you need it, you know, so Mm -hmm. it's, it's, I have a special connection with all of my niece nephews, like, I love being an aunt. It's one of my favorite things in the world. It's like literally mm-hmm. the biggest part of me besides mm-hmm. like, you know, being a parent, but it's just being, being, um, you know, an aunt. And, you know, when my dad had passed, um, my sister, our older sister D, you know, she was pregnant. And, mm-hmm. um, and I don't think anybody knew at the time when, when we were, uh, when we were at daddy's funeral. And then when Avery was born, my dad died August 4th. Avery was born April 8th. So it's like the introvert of his, mm-hmm. of his death day. 
And I don't, and I'm not one of those people that's all like, oh, you know, the signs, but, um, you know, I was so down and I was so just lost darkness, like, and I don't think people really knew what I really was experiencing because I didn't really talk much at the time and him being born completely saved my life. I mean, it made me probably the happiest I had been in I don't know how long. And it made me actually be like, he's the reason that I really was like, I ain't get my shit together. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I had it together on the outside, you would think, but I yeah. really didn't. You know what I'm saying? Like drinking like crazy, smoking cigarettes left and right. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. just living crazy, you know, just just, you know, and that's when I kind of started my um my healing journey to really just start. That's when I felt like I need to start working on my insides was when right. he was born because it kind of gave me purpose. A renewed purpose in a way and he's like yeah. honestly when i look at him now i mean it's, it's eerie sometimes because he's such uh it's like looking at my father so i get just warm feelings all the time inside but i mean his birth really did help me get over the grief of losing you know my father and so yeah you know that's why that special connection with him and then with ari you know ari has just been a blessing in general because when i when i uh moved to charlotte um you know, I didn't know you guys were going to, you know, have a baby, you know, and I never really thought yeah. you were going to have kids, to be honest. Right. And so right. she has just been a joy for everybody. But I was grateful that I actually got to be here the whole entire pregnancy, the whole entire mm-hmm. journey, you know, mm-hmm. from from the beginning. If I was in Greensboro, I would have been sick. So, you know, yeah. it's been really cool. <laughs> um, and it's just because I'm saying God's plan. It's just it's just amazing how like how it all kind of works out because what's going to be up here, you right. know. So I, I just always think about that. So what was your reaction um, when you found out that Tracy was pregnant? Um, it was pretty normal. We had we had agreed upon um, agreeing to have a child, so you know we were we were trying, and um, so we found out on her birthday actually in 2020 maybe i think 2020 or 2021 21 i think it's when we found a 21 yeah so that's when we found out she actually took the pregnancy test the the day of um and she was kind of distraught because just like oh it's my birthday I'm, i'm trying to take shots but i got a baby brewing and we was like well you know He's gonna have to wait nine months after 20, the baby. 2020. Someday. It was 2020. Was it 2020? I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, so, one. yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um reaction was it was nice. I was relieved. Um I didn't you know, I didn't really care whether it was gonna be a girl or a boy. I always say I just wanted a healthy baby. So the whole time I was I was a little nervous throughout her pregnancy. Um just hoping that everything turned out right. I didn't want you know, the umbilical cord to be wrapped around her or yeah. her neck or her, she would have to get maybe like a C-section or she would come out premature. Like all of the scares that, that parents have while while the baby is, you know, cooking in the wombs, just I was up thinking about all the time. So yeah. the crazy thing is I was too. And then I hated that, like, um, you know, you guys had the baby during the pandemic and so, oh. you know, at the beginning, you didn't even get to go inside. You had to yeah. be outside, like on FaceTime. And then when were yeah. you actually allowed inside? Um, like near the end, right? Or the ultrasound? Um, so during like during the checkups and stuff, like she would do uh, her, her, her checkups, the ultrasounds and things like that. I was able to come in, but only when she did the ultrasound. 
So I would have to wait outside in the hall for like 15 minutes. And then I would go in for like five minutes, you know, to watch the baby yeah. move around or, or whatever. And then they would be like, okay, you got to go. So, um, yeah. And that was the, the whole time. I don't think I ever sat in for one full appointment. And how did that make you feel? Uh, well, I, I knew the conditions that we were living in um, as a people. You just got to abide by the rules. You know, yeah. some of them I thought didn't really make sense because if I'm able to come into the office, what's the difference between me coming into the office and taking the next step into the actual patient's room um, and being there longer than five minutes because I'm there. I'm there. I've sanitized right. my hands already, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, all hospitals, you know, they had different rules set in place. And uh, in order just to make it a, you know, a smooth, a smooth pregnancy, not only for the doctor and for my trees, I just decided just to, you know, be at bay with everything that was happening because you couldn't change it. Yeah. So when you found out that you would be a girl dad, um, I know you said it didn't really matter, but were you frightened at all? I was like, you know, it's time to prepare for that karma. (laughs) <laughs> it's time to prepare to prepare for the karma because you know middle high school summer college I was you know I was I was pretty wild and I wasn't nice to every other man's daughter so you know I just figured that it would it would come around and bite me in the butts at, at some point uh not as bad as others but you, you know when you when you're growing up you you've kind of been conditioned to think one way and you know I, I was I was a part of that that um those negative thoughts and I just know that I want to be present 100% for my daughter just to ensure that no man um doesn't do her as bad as my me and my friends used to do other women yeah (laughs) yeah for sure for sure but that's but that's real though but you know you know I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you the real I told my trees this what mm-hmm. I worried about the most was, well, in the back of my mind was, I never worried if y'all would be great parents. Like that didn't, when I, especially when y'all said like, we're ready, we're going to have a kid. Like the fact that you said yeah. it, I was like, okay. It was more so I worried because you guys were so used to being with each other. And then it was like, when you were having a girl, I wonder were you going to shy kind of away from that? Like, was that going to be like, you know, like you kind of, because some men were just kind of like, if they have a girl, like, oh, the, the mom does this, like, the, you know, like they'll leave the gender role thing, but you and Tracy don't really have like gender roles. So it's been nice to see, like, I feel like you kind of be more, you know, doing yeah. some things, you know, than, than my sister, you know? Yeah. But and most you, men aren't you know, we, like that. There, there, there's a, it's a special case, you know, with, with um, my family because um, Tracy, my wife, she has a, a physical physical condition where she's in a pain a lot um majority of the day so there's a lot of things that I try to take off of her plate you know and just e- either leave out in the open for us to you know get to later or I just try to do it myself but you know caring for a child is hard and mm-hmm. I like w- w- everyone knows that but in- until you have the child and it's just like it's 24 7 365 there's no time off um, like even when she's asleep, you just gotta check and make sure that she's breathing because you just don't know. Yeah. Um, but we we work well as a team, and I'm very appreciative of her. She had a great pregnancy. Um, she had a great delivery. She had a great recovery, and she's doing well, and we're doing well together. Yeah. 
and you do a really good job. I mean, and, and I look at a lot of, you know, even some of my friends like who are amazing fathers, but you know, some of them are really kind of like hands off, you know, like they yeah. kind of like do the financial piece and, mm-hmm. you know, they'll, they'll do all that stuff. But when it came to like the baby portion, like this first year yeah. and just watching you, like, it's amazing. Cause I mean, I, you just don't really, you don't really see it often. That's my boo. I, I, I look at her and I feel like, you look just like me. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's creepy because, yeah, and she would just stare at you and she would just pierce your soul. And I love it. I really do. It's just no no feeling can compare, honestly. Yeah. So did you have any preconceived notions on um, on parenting before? And like if you if you did, like, how do you think that changed after actually being a parent now? I had a lot of preconceived notions. Um, just a couple off the top of my head. I, I, I thought that I would be able to have my personal routine still down in place. Like, you know, just preparing for, you know, nine months in. And it's just like, okay, as long as I just, you know, stick to this routine and do this and do that, and I'll be okay. And I'll be able to go to the gym and I'll be able to sit, read my book, or maybe I'll be able to knock out this show or, you know, work on this certification, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, like I, like I said, the first few months, everything was just, it was up in the air. I didn't know what was coming, what was going, what was falling, you know, what was bouncing. Uh, and then, you know, I'm a person who likes to be clean. You know, I'm not OCD, but I do feel like, you know, your, your home should, it's, it's, represented, it's representation of, you know, how you actually carry yourself outside. So you know, my area likes, likes to be neat. It hasn't been that way since she's been born. And I always thought, like, when I went into other people's homes who had kids, I would be like, man, why they just leave the crayon markers on the wall? Or why they leave the, why, why they leave the toys just laying everywhere? Why they just won't pick it up? Or why are the dishes piled up in the sink? Because we'd be tired. Yeah, We're tired. That, that's why. But y'all, y'all house really, honestly, is not as worse as I done seen. I done seen some crazy stuff where you like, okay, yeah. you know, like y'all yeah. keep it pretty. You mean, it's just, I guess w- with y'all's like, she kind of taking over the living room. For sure. I mean, that's Ari's room at this point. Like, yeah. you know, that's her play playroom. But other than that, I mean, the house, the house does, you know, um, be clicks. I've seen, I've seen, especially when people have multiple kids, I've seen some craziness, Man, like, you know, look. But I, I get it, though. And, you know, I at the beginning, I just be like, man, it's all dirty in here, bro. Like, what's going on? I guess. Yeah. But I, I just now now I know. Mm-hmm. Now I know. Yeah, now I know. Because, like, you know, like, you know, I pick her up from daycare. And as soon as if she's not asleep and she know we walking in the house and she see her toys, she ready to get out and she ready to go. And you got to watch her because now she she acts like she wants to climb the steps. You know, she's she's pulling out drawers and just just very curious. So, yeah, yeah, I was sitting there talking to Leslie over the weekend. And I was like, man, we're going to have to uh, start like, you know, really baby proofing the kitchen because you know, now she's walking around and we have the low cabinets. It tripped me mm-hmm. out. Like I say, I watched her walk straight to the cabinet and start pulling out pots. Yep. And I'm like, she and never she- done that before, you know, and now I'm like, Lord, we're going to have to, you know, even put the little, you know, zip tie over here, you know, on yeah. the um on the cabinets because you know already tell us what to do you know unfortunately yeah yeah she's on the go so do you go ahead no then i was gonna say she also gets upset (laughs) yeah 
she gets upset when you tell her that what, what she's doing is, is not safe. But so. you know what's funny is that I really am trying to figure out where does she get that from? Because you and my trees are so kind of like, I mean, y'all kind of even kill, especially you. I mean, you're, yeah. you're a mild manner, you know? Yeah. My sister, she want to turn up sometimes, but not, I mean, even still, she's not really, you know, they are y'all not really the most like argumentative type people. Yeah. I think it's just the, you know, so many years of being passive about things that it just, it never bothered us, but you know, you know, some people are just passive aggressive and you know, that, that was us, especially when we got married. And I believe that, you know, it just, it, it just combined and then it was infused into her in some scientific way. Cause uh, when you tell her no, she'll look at you. And if she's close enough, she will try to slap you. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's crazy. And now she has this thing where she, you know, shrug you off. You know, I'm like, yeah. where little girl, where is All this coming from? Crazy. All of that. Mm-hmm. So do you think that you can really prepare to being a parent? Or is it something that you think is just kind of like you learn as you go? Um, that's a good question. Yes and no. You you can prepare, but in, in what aspect would you be referring to? Like I, um, you know, I talk to my mom all the time, obviously because, you know, I was I was blessed enough to have um, a two parent household, and my biological father who was you know who would you know visit me as much as he can, but I really give praise to my mom because. Even when, you know, my two fathers, you know, weren't as present as they should have been later on in my, my teen years, she still did whatever she could for me to ensure that, you know, I was, you know, living, you know, a good life. And um, I just think about, you know, back when we were staying not in not a good area and how she just protected us and how she just kept working hard and hard and hard just to move us into, you know, a, a better neighborhood us into better schools and make sure we had clothes on our back and it's it's almost like she wasn't single but because my stepfather worked on the road a lot she had to handle me and my brother by herself and that was a lot yeah so in that aspect no because children are just they're 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 all they're gonna always be all over the place they're gonna always need you you're never gonna never know gonna know what to expect um, you obviously you have a, a bar of expectations that you have for your children. Sometimes they can fall below. Sometimes they can disappoint you. Uh, so I think in in that in that aspect, no, you, you can't prepare. But I think mentally preparing um, is something that you can do because um, you know when Montrese was she was pregnant. You know we were reading books. I was doing a lot of meditating. I was doing a lot of breathing exercises because you have to have patience. And there's a lot of parents who just, they just be up so upset or they be so impatient that they end up reacting um, prematurely. And something that happened in five seconds can change your life, you know, forever. So you, you definitely have to have patience. And I think you could practice being patient before the baby comes. So when she's hollering, you don't know, or he's hollering, you don't know what they're hollering about you know you you have the patience to sit there and just try to figure it out before you try to pull all your hair out yeah 
I think that's important. Yeah. I also think, you know, and obviously some people are single, single parents, like single father, single mother, mm-hmm. um, and you mm-hmm. can't really help it. But man, like, you know, I, I tell my kids all the time, like, please think, please, please God think, you know, because yeah. raising, like having kids and also just alignment, you know, on how you want to raise this kid and just, and even the experience that you want to have, like, you got to think before you have a baby with somebody, you know, like, yeah, yeah. and I just, and like when you're young, you know, these kids are out here and they're having sex and they're doing whatever and not thinking about nothing. And I'm like, that that's my biggest fear is, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, Jasmine's getting married now, but even with that, like mm-hmm. I always tell her like, but y'all still need to talk about it, you know, before mm-hmm. you go there, because yeah. you want to make sure that, you know, you are aligned with, you know, what that even looks like for yourselves. I feel like, I yeah. feel like, um, you know, as parents, I don't think it's a way to fully prepare, but I think it's things that you can do to prepare together, you know, like, right. but if you got a whack experience with a person already, you're yeah. about to have a crazy experience raising this child, yeah. you know, and on top of the fact, I always just think about, um, you know, uh, just the child's experience. Um, yeah. And to me, that's just, that's just something that's most important to me, because I think that uh, when it comes to just I think because we, you know, I grew up with such a high level of childhood trauma. And I think that's something that's always in the back of my head. And I'm like, you know, I'm a bonus mom and I came into, you know, uh, my kid's life, but, and I'm, I'm, I'm beyond perfect, you know, especially in uh, like, I think my patience has been amazing thus far, but I think, you know, when they start getting older, my patience definitely is, um, is waning some. And I, so I, I definitely fall short a lot in present day because, I think, you know, you kind of just get tired over time, you know, I'm more, I'm more down at this point, you know? Um, And so I think about that a lot, just, you know, and I pray a lot about just like, you know, Mika, you're young before you've done dumb shit before, you know, like somebody gave you grace, you know, give some grace, but it's hard, man. Like, you know, that's why I tell people, I'm like, um, I talk to so many parents um, and I don't know why they always talk to me, but they do. And just about how they're feeling. And I always just tell people, like, give yourself grace because it's so hard. You go to work yeah. all day, come home. You barely got any sleep. Yeah. You know, I already stayed the night on Friday night and I'm still tired. Bro, and I only had on, her man. a night. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, bro. So when, when you be you talking about you're going to pick her up, bags be packed. I'm telling she you. She is ready to come get her. But, you know, one thing <clears throat> I just want to elaborate on what we were speaking about earlier um one thing that that worked in our to to our benefit was already knowing each other yeah um as a couple and we still we still because we we started dating so early obviously we had we we needed time to actually learn who we were as individuals because we you know we started dating so early at 18 years old we didn't really know who we were at that time but you know we went through so much up until we got married at 24 25 but you know that time that we we spent together before Ari was conceived was important because once she came we didn't really have to worry about ourselves as a couple you know what I'm saying we we already knew that we were going to be together we chose to be be together and commit to one another so even if it was days where shit she's tired I'm tired you know, R is fussy. Okay, well, the focus has to be on the baby. We ain't really talked all day, but you know, once we get a chance to, you know, connect with each other, then we will. 
but it's there's there's never no like oh you're putting a baby before me and that happens in some relationships because yep. you know they don't the, the, this couple you know who who who's really in lust with each other not really love you know they 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 messed around and had this baby together and now it's just that they're questioning their lives mm-hmm. so that's that's something uh that our, our friends really ex- extol us on <laughs> they, they kind of say that with relationship goes but you know it's it was a struggle before we had Ari to get where we were um, in a good relationship as a married couple. And it's been a struggle afterward because, you know, you got a human being that's dependent upon you and they're going to be dependent upon you virtually in, in, until their demise or ours. Yeah. Right. So, and that's why I tell you it's alignment. Me and yeah. you, I think we've talked about this plenty of times just when we personally talk and I'm like, you know, if y'all were parents in your twenties, as opposed to now, it would be two completely different things. Totally different. You know, it would have been completely totally different, different, you know, cause y'all yeah, are completely right. different, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, I think sometimes what I can appreciate is that at least y'all actually put thought in like, okay, we don't think we want to have kids. And then when you finally was like, okay, we think we're good now. Like a lot of people just don't do that. And I no. think that's where people, to for me, I think that that's where they go wrong. Because yeah. I think sometimes people like they want to create this thing together, but they don't think about like just the journey of it all. I mm. mean, just my trees even being pregnant and like watching her still just be strong and you know work out and all that, and mm-hmm. even with like you know mm-hmm. her neck and back bothering her and all that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. damn, like this was crazy. I mean, it was it was wild. I mean, it was a beautiful that's thing true. to see, but it was just yeah. like, yo, you know, yeah. Um, but a lot of times, um, you know, people don't really think about that. And that's why I wanted to ask that question, because I think sometimes people think, oh, this is going to be easy, man. But it is, it's not, it's so, it's so not, it's so rewarding though, but, um, it's hard, hard. (laughs) you know, so I always tell people, you know, especially, you know, with jazz, her getting married, I'm like, I told her the truth. I'm like, y'all need to sink into each other first. Do not mm-hmm. rush out. I mean, I get you want it, but I'm like sink into the marriage and sink into each other. So when you do decide to have a kid, you're solid and you're aligned yeah. in your values and what you want and how you even see this thing going. And, and communication. You, you yeah. know, people, it's, 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 um, I uh, slipped my mind, but people really, they always talk about how you should like communicate within your relationship. And it's, it's very important. I, I can't stress that enough. Because, you know, Montrese has her own schedule with her personal training. You know, I'm, I'm doing very well at work. So it's just times where we need time apart to do what we need to do individually. But it's just like here you have this this thing that keeps us cohesive and somebody needs to be taking care of her while one is doing the other. So, you know, if we don't actually sit down and be like, OK, well, what, what do you have going on this day? OK, you're training this person. OK, well, I need to be to work, be at work for you know an extra hour or two. I need to train this person. Etc. If you don't have that in place, then it's going to make it even worse. Yeah, totally so, agree. Yeah, communi- communication, 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 communication. It should just be a seminar on on marriage, and it should just be the topic. It should just be communication. How you can come? How you just can can talk with your your significant other about how you're feeling? Yeah, and, and what you need them to know. And I think also um, respect and care, you know, yeah. one of my favorite people are Adam and Brooke and um, 
you know, they don't really get each other gifts and stuff like that for Mother's and Father's Day. But, mm-hmm. you know, like like this recent Mother's Day, I'm not sure what Brooke did today on Father's Day, but on Mother's Day, he just gave her a day of no responsibility. And I don't think people realize like how amazing that is of just a day yeah. where you can go do whatever, read your book, have a quiet time, need, take a bath. I need, yeah, I need that voucher. Yeah. And, and she's voucher, like, okay. and she's like, Mika, I don't need a gift. You know, like she's like, that was the greatest gift, like of just yeah. a day of, sure. of I don't have to do anything. You know, I don't the have to. Things. Yeah. And I think yeah. sometimes it's it's stuff like that, that, um, you know, when I talk to my friends, like, then I'm like, I dig that. I totally get that. And I dig that. Yeah. All right. So you kind of already have spoke on it, but what do you mm-hmm. think the, what has it taught you being a parent the most about yourself? Um, my growth. I've, I've noticed my growth um, from the time that she was born until now. Mm-hmm. I, I've really worked on my patience. I really worked on uh, my communication skills. You know, I was, and I don't know if this is actually true because I didn't go to the doctor. I wasn't, you know, diagnosed with it. But I think that I went through postpartum more than Montrese did after R was born because after R was born, it was, you know, I was so focused on ensuring that Montrese was comfortable enough to where she could care for the newborn and, you know, do the breastfeeding and, get accustomed to the new schedule because she was, you know, um, on maternity leave at the time. So she was there with, with Ari throughout the day while I was at work. So it's just like, my stress level was so high and I was out of, I felt out of my element. I wasn't, you know, uh, going to the gym and, you know, taking my vitamins, et cetera, et cetera, as much as I was. So I felt like I fell into depression for like the first three or four months. And I think, the things that I taught myself while grieving my brother, as far as meditating and, you know, being patient in my breathing exercises and, you know, getting up, um, reading my affirmations in the morning, I had to stick with those things in order for me to get out of that depression. And um, so I've learned that, you know, even when it doesn't seem like I'm moving in the right direction, consistency, my consistency is, is, continuing to push me forward and then you know you 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 obviously you have everyone has like you know dark clouds then they have sunny days and then they have you know you know dark clouds again but you know I've, I've I always look forward to even when I have bad days I just realize like okay it's not gonna last and the next day might be a great day and then the sun will be out and it'll be shining and you'll be okay and that just stays from being consistent and believing in myself and being patient. So, yeah. I definitely parent, think that um, you you definitely had the baby blues a little bit. And I think that's something that should be talked about more. And, um, no, yeah, for sure. you know, just with just with men, you know, like because I definitely think that you had it because you're one, you're a Virgo. And we're, and we need to have structure and a plan. Right. And, you know, when you first had the baby, there's really no plan, you know, like, it's, no. cause it's so, you know, you never know how to, every day is going to go. So right. you could, you could see it. And sometimes even now, like I try to, I mean, I live right here beside you guys and I try to, you know, keep the baby, you know, give you guys a break, give you a chance to go on a date, you know, do something because sometimes yeah. like if I'm over at the house and you get off work, I mean, you literally would come straight in and go straight into dad mode, like from work. 
And like, I literally have watched you plenty of times, like not even give yourself a moment to decompress because now you're in the kitchen washing bottles, you know, you're doing this, you're doing that. And on top of the fact, like, you know, you'll get down on the floor with her and you'll crawl around with her and walk around with her and play with her, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. all the way until she go to sleep and you, and you do Mm -hmm. it very, uh, you know, selflessly. And so, you know, I, I just wanted to give you, you know, your flowers today and invite you on because, you know, a lot of times, and you're always telling me like, Nika, you're always bashing men on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was back in the day. You were, you were a little angry a couple of years ago. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, you really deserve your flowers because you really are an amazing father. And honestly, um, I have seen the growth in you from the beginning, you know, in, in these last 11 months. And it's just amazing to see, um, you know, all the time. I mean, I love you guys so much. And, you know, I've, I've been so happy that, uh, you know, you guys finally gave me a niece and, um, yeah. but I'm really proud of you, you know, just as a father and, uh, what you represent, because a lot of men really, um, should look at the standard that you really put forward. It's really amazing. Really. Example examples. Um, I, I, I like to be an example. Yeah. Um, I, I think of myself as being a, a wise person. So I, I've learned from other men's mistakes um, in my past. You know, my father, my grandfather, you, you know, just friends who've had kids, children before me, you know, uh, teachers, just and just people who just tell different stories. Um, it's important for black men, especially men in general, but especially black men to protect women black women yeah um i feel like sometimes that that doesn't happen or majority of the time it doesn't happen um you you know you really you you hear about all the mass shootings schools getting shot up grocery stores getting shot up you know people getting pulled over or you know police raids and you know black women and black men just, just dying by the hands of just selfishness from other people and um and of course like you know the women who you know are being who who are being preyed upon on you know social media networks and then you know end up being sex trafficked and you know never found again like so all these things are rushing through my mind you know when I'm looking at my daughter or when I'm playing with my daughter she's like yo I have to not only protect her mother but I have to protect her and it's just like you can't look to anybody else to do that. I mean, obviously you can you ask for assistance. Yeah. Um, but like as a man, I just feel like, bro, you got you got two girls you gotta take care of. So you just you gotta suck it up. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, you just gotta suck it up. Well, I think the most important thing too to to take from this is um breaking cycles, you know. For sure. And our generation, you know, especially with our families, like I already, I already know that our generation is the ones that's doing um, the good work, you know, because now we're coming to a place where, you know, we understand healing. We understand what those things look like and and just the mistakes our parents made, you know, like, and not saying that they did a bad job with us, but we, you know, like they didn't have all the tools that we have now. And so now we Mm -hmm. have more tools. And so we're, we're putting more tools on top. And so it's just, you know, um, breaking the cycles. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you talked earlier about, you know, the father figures in your life not always been present. And I mean, I think you're always going to be a present father. You can tell, you know, and it's something that you sure. des- that you desire to do. And you can tell it's something yeah. that is important to you. And that in itself is going to be breaking a cycle. 
you know, so that's, what's most important. And for me, you know, when I have these conversations, it's all about just pushing that forward and, and, you know, us continuing as a generation to continue to break those cycles and and break those narratives of what people see as the black family. True. True. So was there anything else you want to add to the conversation? No, I appreciate you for having me on. Um, I think I'm going to go down on this podcast as a Hall of Famer. So I just, I just want to continue to, you know, rack up my 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 visits and, you know, ultimately get that that prize. I don't know what that is yet, but okay, I'm waiting. Now, I'm you, waiting you know, for you're it. you're you made it to friend of the show status. Um, well, go ahead and pub you guys' um, social media. Yeah, so you can follow me and Montrese on Seven Well on Instagram. We don't have a Twitter or a Facebook, but that's coming. So if you have an Instagram, please visit us at Seven Well. Yeah. And also, uh, you can also order juices from Tracy as well. You can do that through Seven Well, too. And she posts them on there so you can see the uh, the different flavors. I personally have been loving the turmeric and ginger shots. I've been doing those a lot. So definitely check them out. Um, Jamonte, you know, I thank you for coming on. Um, don't forget, guys, to follow me on uh, social media. You can find me on Instagram at it's just my thoughts underscore podcast. You can find me on Twitter, IGMT podcast. If you ever want to be part of the show or you want to be a part of the book club, which is coming, don't forget to email me at IGMT podcast at gmail.com. Like always, I thank you so much for listening. It's me here and I appreciate you. Peace.